Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I inspire you to take action with stillness, let go of chaos, and step into your future self on this podcast. We have special, high-performing guests each week who share mindset tips and their spirituality, helping us all prepare to be the best we can be for our future. Let's Dare to Move. What is up, you guys? We are one full week into 2020. I hope it's been awesome. I do believe that usually the first couple days of the new year are kind of spent like whether you're recovering from a hangover or you're traveling or you're doing laundry. Like I've never had one where I totally jump into it. Um, Going into 2019, I did teach morning classes at Barry's, but this year, if I'm being completely honest, last Wednesday, Jeff and I had a very zen morning. We slept in at this hotel where we were for a wedding. We flew home with our friends and then we literally just watched Netflix, which felt like a treat to me because I haven't been watching Netflix. So um, towards the end of 2019, when I started working with my coach, I had already started reading a little bit, um, but she sent me two books and those two books that I mentioned in my gift giving episode, I mentioned actually like eight books that I've been loving. Um, (laughs) I kind of went on like a rampage. And so I brought a book with me to St. Lucia and I've just, I had been reading, 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 reading. And I finally was like, okay, I'm just going to like take a little break, watch some Netflix and not judge. Like we did it actually on New Year's Eve as well. We were a bit hungover from a welcome party at um, the wedding we were at on Monday night. So um, Tuesday, New Year's Eve, we we just like took pressure off of ourselves and stayed in the hotel. It was kind of dreary and gross outside and freezing cold. And after we went to brunch, we're like, let's just kind of lay around and be together and not worry about doing anything except getting ready for this wedding so um if you guys had a day like that i hope you just didn't judge yourself and you just allowed it to happen because we all know how busy the month of january is and for me it just felt really nice to allow myself to just chill (laughs) have nowhere to be um and then last thursday friday I had three coaching consults two coaching calls with some people that i am being coached by um And I made time for a little workout date with my friend Jordan. So it was a very slow start to the week. Um, I am podcasting this week. I am, you know, getting back on my normal fitness routine. But for me, guys, I never set fitness goals because I... I've, it's been so ingrained in me to do my three strength training sessions a week, one cardio session a week, maybe two in the, maybe if one of those is in the form of berries, um, yoga when I can. So for me, like that's on lock and same for Jeff. So like I told him at the end of the year, he was getting a little bit antsy, like maybe we're being too lazy. I'm like, no, we are the people who should, this is what we should be prescribed, like chill out. So it was really nice. Um, I'm feeling really excited to be working with some of the people I am coaching right now um, going into this year. I feel so honored to be, well, first of all, I feel honored to be able to even be sharing this new year energy with you guys listening. Um, And I feel really honored and excited to be a part of some pretty freaking powerful journeys that people are going on and and asking me to guide them. So I am just feeling excited, optimistic, hopeful, and 
just pumped up for this year and all that is unknown, like that's the cool part. I don't know all of the things that are going to unfold, but I know my intention for what I would like to happen. Um, And it's a really cool place to be. So I hope that you guys can kind of lean into some of that energy as well. And that if you aren't sure and you need a little hope and you missed last episode with Anna Shookum on Sunday, go check that out because she just gave a lot of hope, um, at least in my opinion. So today we have Bridget Carroll on the podcast and you guys are going to feel kind of like we zip around a lot and we we scratch the surface of many things and we did that because she's going to be coming back on frequently and we'll really dive deep for an hour on like just hormonal health or just like toxic stuff and detoxing and one episode just on testing and finding the right supplement protocol. So she's a wealth of knowledge. Um, You heard her um, on an episode last year um, and you know about her journey. She interned with Dr. Mark Hyman and she is just... um, just really good at her job. I love it. I love learning from her. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I linked the past one as well so you can find it if you need to. Um, if you're curious or you haven't heard it before, um, I will be on on Sunday. Would love to catch up with you guys. I'm going to dive a little bit deeper on some of the lessons that I learned in uh, 20. 19 and what I'm hoping for in 2020 and then some health stuff. So stay tuned for that. Um, I hope you love this with Bridget and also if you love her energy and kind of what we have going on together, we are planning something for the end of 2020. Um, It's a big surprise but um, we'll start to tell you a little bit more as it unfolds today. Just enjoy her um, spirit and her enthusiasm and her hope. She gave me so much hope in my own gut health journey and um, it really turned my world around. So I hope you love this and I'm excited for you to hear it. If you have any questions, as always, you can, um, I put my email address always in the show notes so you can find me and I look forward to connecting with you guys on this Sunday and sharing more and I hope your new year is fabulous so far. Without further ado, here is Bridget Carroll. All right, everybody, we are back with the Bridget Carroll. Bridget, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing great. Glad to have you back on for a second of what will hopefully be many podcasts throughout this year. Um, We did an episode, for those of you who are new to the podcast, we did an episode, um, probably went live last fall or summer, and... Yeah, I think like May or maybe June. You're right. It was earlier. I think so. Because I was right about to retest, I think. Yes. Yes. Our podcast prompted me to retest with you. Yes. Which was June. So it was May. And um, it feels like two seconds ago. Yeah. I'm going to link it below because I got the most feedback of any podcast I did in 2019 from yours. Oh, really? Yes. See, I didn't even know that. Fun thing. Yes. It was insane. So I'm going to link it below. And today I just want to take kind of uh, some of the same questions for you because... Stuff is always evolving. That's one of the biggest things that you yeah. taught me. But also um, look at some of the new stuff that's coming up, what to expect for 2020. And mm-hmm. I think everybody goes into a new year with health goals. Yes, definitely. And even before we started recording, we were just talking kind of about hours and how we've both been like meditating and thinking about what hours are and thinking how that kind of can relate to our clients and how we can help, you know, promote better goal making, I guess. Yes. Right? Better goal making. I love that. That's probably going to be like the perfect 
like umbrella for today. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I've been doing and that you actually told me to do when we started working together in 2017, and it took me a while, and I started using the Move With app to help me, was meditation. Yeah. So the quote I want to read today is from your um, former mentor, yep. Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, a lot of people I know listening are fans. Yes. A lot of people are fans of him. Yeah. He's, big fan. Big he, fan. He's incredible. Um, the quote is, the goal of meditation is not to stop our thoughts, but rather to turn down the volume of our excitability factor. This enables us to meet things directly and listen better, both to other people and to ourselves. Ooh. Yeah. I love that. I think we both love that quote because we're so excitable. Yeah. And we love new, fun, exciting things, both being entrepreneurs and mm. strong women and fitness and wellness. and. Yeah. I think I, we should probably meditate on that quote quite a bit. Yeah, and I think um, one of the things that came up for me was I read the book Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza, Ooh. and he talked so much about getting out of survival mode. And when I read that word excitability factor, it made me think of survival mode okay. and just being completely like able to get aroused and not um, and then not being able to come back down. Because yeah. that chronic state of just like, this has got to happen and I'm stressed. And this, like, you were the first person to talk about the stress cup. Yes. And so I was like, oh, okay. I hope that more people approach healing through meditation in 2020. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I love the stress cup. For, so for those of you who didn't listen yeah. to our last podcast, I use this concept of a stress cup. So if we think about a cup filling up with water each day. This is our body, and the cup is how much stress our body can handle. And then when the cup overflows, that's where we see symptoms, whether it's gut health symptoms, anxiety, pain, um, pretty much any symptom you could think of. I talk to my clients and say, okay, go back to the cup. What is overflowing your cup? Is it low nutrients? Is it mental, emotional stress? Is it that you're not sleeping? Like Mm -hmm. what is overfilling your cup? And why are you seeing these symptoms? And it's kind of a cool way to think about health, I think, instead of just, okay, I have anxiety because I'm mental, emotional, stressed, Mm -hmm. or something like that. Or I have gut health problems because, I don't know, I um, was eating crappy for the last couple years. Who knows? Yeah. But it's kind of a cool way to think about health and, you know, how we can tackle it. Yeah. When you first brought that up to me, I had, and a lot of people might know this, I'm sure I shared it before, but... I had kind of known about like, okay, I'm not sleeping well. Oh, I'm bloated every day. There's all this stuff going on for me. It wasn't till it affected my mental health that I was like, okay, got to help. Got to get help in some way. But when you explained that to me, I just felt like in that moment, like everything was kind of overflowing because it was all so intertwined. Mm -hmm. It was really hard for me to pinpoint the, what was the worst. Um, But we started to tackle like how to peel back a layer. And as of recently, I've been working with a coach, um, for like business and like like a life coach, but she calls herself an alignment coach. And um, one of the things that she like basically taught me and is the theme for us working together has been this idea of stillness mm-hmm. and how to find stillness even when things are around. And it's like, to me, it means like keeping peace of mind and um, being in touch with meditation and um, letting things come to me versus chasing things down, which is crazy. So that's what's going on for me right now. And since um, in the past episode, we asked people, what do you do? Um, Quickly refresh us on what you do. Okay. But then tell us like who you are and what's coming up for you right now in the new year. Wow. 
a lot. Um, <laughs> so I, my technical uh, definition of myself um, professionally is an integrative and functional medicine dietitian. So what that means is I went to school for all the traditional nutrition dietitian work, um, and then I did a supervised practice in Boston. So Garrett and I are both from the Midwest, which mm-hmm. you listeners probably know Garrett is. Um, we went to the same undergrad, Miami University, and then I came here um, to Simmons College, and I did my master's there in nutrition, and then that's where I interned at the Ultra Wellness Center in uh, Western Massachusetts with Dr. Mark Hyman's group and his dietitians, which was really amazing, and kind of opened my eyes up to this different way of thinking about health and nutrition Mm -hmm. in a more, like, whole person view and also viewing the person as one right so if they have all of these symptoms they're all like you just said interconnected mm. so my day-to-day work is in a private practice outside of boston and i work one-on-one with clients and um i also am a buyer there so it's a wellness store so i'm buying different foods or different supplements so which i can't wait to talk about today yeah well. yeah so i get to like have a many different hats, which I think us in the wellness industry, we love to do, mm-hmm. um, but can also get overwhelming because you're doing a lot of different things. Yes. Um, what's been coming up for me in this, like last year, and what I'm thinking about for the new year is really um, thinking about what I need personally, mm-hmm. instead of thinking about what other people expect from me. Ooh. And you're serving so much with your clients. I mean, it's heavy right. work. It's not, I mean, we're going to get into more of how you serve, but like just the basis of knowing that you work one-on-one with people, it's just, I'm sure you feel like you're giving, giving, giving a lot. I do. I do. And um, I'm usually the last person people see or one of the last people, so they feel pretty crappy when they mm-hmm. come see me sometimes. I mean, yeah. that's that not That was me, though. Like, I think what Bridget's alluding to is, like, I went to the gastroenterologist and the allergist and all these people didn't believe me, didn't believe me, and then and the gynecologist, and then, like, Bridget's like... I hear you. We're going to fix it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So I work with a lot of people like that, and I see 20 to 30 clients a week. So I've, in this last year, been learning to kind of put up this shield when I'm with people, Mm. and not meaning that I'm not connecting with them, but I'm kind of... Protecting your energy? Exactly. Oh, yes. Exactly. Because I used to get chest pains sometimes when I'd be in with clients, because I am an empath in some ways. You're absorbing. Yeah. Wow. And, And when you work with people... I mean, it's hard not to do, right? You're trying to be so empathetic and everything like that, but it, it's tough. Yeah. Um, so we actually have a healer her, who works at the store cool. who's kind of taught me to like put up the shield with all, so still connecting with them. Wow. Yeah. I was just going to ask you in the vein of meditation and for me, this idea of stillness, even though like our, our society is so conditioned to tell us like, hustle, grind, go, go, go. And like you can still accomplish a lot, I think, with stillness. So I'm trying to embody that. But aside from meditation, you just brought up this idea of this shield. Is there anything else that you do on a day in a day-to-day practice to help you find that calm or that shield or Yeah. I mean, what I've been trying to do in the last couple of months is more instead of thinking of for myself personally, thinking of calm, thinking of how am I gonna cultivate my own energy. Mm. Which is kind of in one way calm because if I'm myself and I'm embodying you know who I'm supposed to be then that feels like an inner calm Mm. but what I've been working through is more kind of energizing the mind throughout all of these like 
different things I'm trying to do, you know? So it's kind of, um, for me, that's really movement, which I lost a lot of, you know, nutrition's always my base of my wellness. And, Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I really lost the movement piece, the fitness piece. Um, so that's been coming back in the last couple months, which has really allowed me to feel more centered. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I think that it seems for most of us humans that we end up skewed one way or the other. Yeah. And one thing you taught me years ago, because I just kept thinking, even when my health is really bad, like, I still show up to the gym and I still do this. And if Barry's needs me to take more classes, I'll take them. Like, if there's some challenge. And you were like, look, like, exercise is a huge stressor. Yes. On the body. Yep. And that was one thing I hadn't considered with my stress cup. Yeah. I just kept thinking, oh, that keeps me healthy, blah, 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 blah. Um, so um, when you are seeing clients going into the new year and you have your own practice and you need to focus more on movement to feel centered, what do you tell people um, who might feel or you may identify that a lot of their health issues is are coming from stress? Like, yeah, what are you going to tell them to focus on um, maybe just to start off for January? Like I know some people do dry January or you know, yeah, whatever it is. Well, I try to, so I have this big, long intake form. So it's like, Oh 20, yes. yeah. It's like, I've done it. it is actually, <laughs> You've probably done it twice or three times. It actually is really nice. Cause you like, you learn about yourself a lot. Too. Yeah. So I pick up patterns through that. Like mm. what Garrett and I are trying to say, I think, and like trying to promote is like what we've needed. And so then also like putting that into action of like how much it needs to be personal. Yes. Personalized. Yes. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. I know we're talking about ourselves, but what we're trying to say is it needs to be personal, like what changes you're going to make and what makes you feel more calm or more energized. So I look at this intake form and I kind of like pull out what people are saying. And I think that the person sitting across from me, my client, knows their body, knows their stressors a thousand times better than I ever will. Mm. So I... It's actually like a clue for anyone listening who thinks that someone else is going to solve everything for them. It's great to have a coach, but I think you just empowered people to realize like they probably have a gut feeling about what they should do. Yes. Yes. And they sometimes come in with that gut feeling and Mm. I maybe see it in their intake forms or whatever, Mm. but when we start talking, it's the thing they're focusing on or it's the thing that they're, you you know, they just kind of know. So, um... Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's a gut feeling typically, but yeah. having someone to work with and like investigate yes. that is, is really helpful. That's kind of what I was going to um, ask you about with, with what, um, so for me, really random thing that happened recently, I've had, I think I've talked to you about them, but I've had these bumps yeah. on the back of my arms yep. and on my left cheek. And I was like, okay, this is either gluten or this is... Um, alcohol or something because it's only on my left cheek yeah it's on the backs of my arms my mom has had it like what is going on so since I quit doing this real estate job I was doing and meditating twice a day and I finished the gluten pill bottle that you gave me (laughs) they're gone oh my god that's amazing like three baby ones on my cheek but like backs my arms yeah I almost didn't even show Jeff for a week because I was like, I didn't want to show them and then they come back. Yeah. Um, and so for me, there was this kind of, I don't know, like a reduction of stress, right supplementation. Had there been any major things that you saw this year with your clients that you were like really impressed with or shocked by? And I say that because someone listening might be going through something where they don't feel there's hope. Yeah. And sometimes hearing those stories. Can yeah. Be- yeah. I think the, the something I saw a lot this year 
um, to do with food actually mm. was dairy and joint pain. Wow. And like that came up probably with a couple dozen clients. Wow. And it, it was just really interesting. And then there's not research on that, right? So like as dietitians or as clinicians, we're like, okay, that, that would seem, there's no research on this. Yeah. You know, what, um, gluten and joint pain for me was a big one. It's a huge one too. Right. So I think of gluten when I think of joint pain, but specifically hip pain, I saw a ton with dairy. So I think, again, it goes back to like having someone to talk to and say, okay, these are my stressors. I exercise at Berries three times a week, but I also walk. And, and just going through like, okay, what is your nutritional stress? You're deficient in B vitamins. And going through each type of stressor, so sleep, movement, nutritional, physical. Emotional. Emotional. Yeah. All of those things and having someone else like myself or like you with work you do too, be able to pick out, okay, this seems like the low-hanging fruit. Mm. Maybe you're drinking one cup of water a day. Yeah. You know, so like even these small things can really add up to a lot. So for you, and it's hard too to find out, okay, I know exactly what those bumps are from. Yeah. Like we had ideas. Yeah. But it's like kind of working on this whole wellness journey picture that gets you to the bottom of maybe what's going on. Yeah. And like pressing certain buttons at certain times, like during the holidays, you can only do so much. Like I'm sure people are just coming off of traveling for Christmas or New Year, like, you kind of realize, like, for instance, me last weekend, I forgot my supplements. I was like, you know what? For two days, I'm not going to have these, and that's going to stink, but I know what to take when I get back, and I'm just going to eat really well, you know, so you kind of know what levers to push and pull. My next question for you is literally, how can food help us with stress? Because you just talked about food, you know, being something that was a tweak with the dairy. Um... Is there anything that you're encouraging people to eat or that people need to be more mindful of? Like, for me, I realize when life gets kind of crazy, the first thing that I will slack on is veggies. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want to cook them or prepare them or whatever. I'd rather grab a banana or something. Like, yeah. You know, is there any one thing that you're encouraging people to do? I think, and I actually thought you were going to say this, is when you get stressed, the first thing you go to is coffee. Oh, well. Or caffeine. Yes. But that's been, I'm getting better at it. Right. It's tough. It's right? been like a two-year process to be like, I can only have it till 10 a.m. I'm only, yeah. 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 So I thought you were going to say that. But um, that's a huge stressor, like caffeine. Mm. So for me personally, in the last, I don't know, maybe October in the fall, I was getting to a point where I was having five cups of Four Sigmatic coffee a day. And it was because I was in this like go, go, go mm. too much. So uh, I really took a step back and was listening to my body and... I'm completely off caffeine now. Wow. So, yeah. It, but, like, it takes a lot to be like, okay, this is this is actually making me anxious now. Yeah. So um, I think listening to yourself is a huge thing. Um, when I think of stress reduction and how to support the body, I think of blood sugar balance. Ooh, okay. So, like, say... Um, you're in a really busy time, and for you, you're just, like, grabbing a banana. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then can you grab... Um, some nuts too because the carbohydrates in the banana are just going to spike your blood sugar mm-hmm. whereas the fat and the little amounts of protein mm-hmm. that are in nuts kind of keep your blood sugar more steady so really about balance within a meal and within a snack so I think of snacks as mini meals to not spike blood sugar to kind of keep it steady and that'll keep your hormones and your neurotransmitters happy 
Mm-hmm. Your neurotransmitters are how the brain talks to the body. So things like serotonin, dopamine, and everything like that, we have to support those with enough protein. So um, that's really important too. You know, not only enough protein, but are you breaking down protein well and absorbing it well? Yes. So that's a whole other thing. Which I don't think I was when we first started working together. No, and a lot of people aren't. Which so. is crazy. It is wild. So I think blood sugar balance, enough protein, and enough color. And like even if that's from fruit, that's a great thing. Or finding ways that are super easy to get um, veggies into your body. Because I think when we think about vegetables, we think about a lot of cooking and things like that. Whereas Mm -hmm. like there are companies now, one of my favorite new companies is called Pashi. And they cook vegetables and put them in little packets for snacking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So my favorite is like a rosemary garlic artichoke. Oh, that it, sounds really good. So good. So like sometimes if I come to work unprepared, it's Simple Mills crackers, artichokes, and a grass-fed beef stick. Perfect. S- simple, right? Wow. So even in the busy times, I think it's really important to focus on that too. Yeah. And focus on what you can, you know? And like the thing that just came up for me when you said that in the busy times, like focus on what you can, it's like... I think we're also conditioned, or at least my background and my own, um, I don't know, journey and learnings. I used to be in a place where if I couldn't work out, my day was ruined. And I couldn't, you know, I was going to gain weight. Like, I mean, it was really, really bad. Um, But then I wouldn't eat well. And so I think that just remembering that, like, you are going to just maintain where you are and be healthy so long as you fuel yourself well. Yeah. And exercise is that thing that adds um, when you have time yeah. and when it's balanced because you can still take care of yourself without the gym. Yeah. And I'm so surrounded by so many diehard, you know, workout fitness junkies that I think we forget that balance of like, you can have a really healthy week that doesn't include the gym. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a key word maybe for 2020 and, you know, maybe for all, I know it's going to be a big word for us is balance. Um, and I think it's like trying your best too. Mm. And um, like with eating, just figuring out a system that works for you. Mm. You know, it's not like, you know, all of these things like keto or like plant-based or we're all just trying to do our best. And I think that's when people like, when they're trying to follow a fad diet, that's when you're trying. You're trying to find something that works, Yeah. but really just listening to your body. And I think when you just said that, when you were trying to follow something, it's like when you follow some diet that's like, you know, this is the input and then the output is, you know, you're leaner or whatever. It's like you completely disconnect from tuning into like what we started talking about, which is meditating and seeing what you need and seeing how you feel. And um, what a lot of people, I think, I mean, it's been around for a while, but this idea of intuitive eating. Yeah. And that's one thing recently where um, I've been feeling, really feeling into like, what do I need? Yeah. And it's not something that I recommend to anybody because it's, I think it's really a practice. But like, for instance, um, I used to eat a ton of meat during the day. Mm -hmm. And lately I've just been less interested in it. No, no reason in particular, yeah. like not about to go vegetarian. I will always say yes to anything Jeff makes because it's like from the forest. Yeah, I love, <laughs> love that. Um, but I'm not like, I used to have things where like I would eat like, I don't know, eight ounces of meat and then be like, I'm not hungry for veggies. But like now it's like my priority, my mindfulness is 
get the veggies in yeah. and then see what I feel like adding with it. Yeah. And sometimes it ends up being a vegetarian lunch and sometimes it isn't. But yeah. what do you, do clients ever ask you about intuitive eating or how do you approach that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really like vague, vague topic. <laughs> right? It's one, it's a really big topic, but it's also like an advanced practice. It's a, yes. It is. A, advanced practice is the best way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Cause if you are eating junk, you're going to crave junk. And actually one of my clients, yeah, which I believe that she might be listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, she came to me and she was eating like a lot of boxed things or like boxed pizza, like DiGiorno's and like Texas toast. And I was th- we were talking about intuitive eating and she's like, should I do that? And I was like, well, on a Friday night, you're used to eating this. What are you going to crave? It's mm. going to be something boxed yeah. that's fatty and processed. Yeah. And our bodies will crave that if we don't give it other things to crave. Yeah. So if we were working on intuitive eating, she'd still feel like crap. Instead, she's given up gluten because her testing told us that she needed to. And she, her acne's going away. Wow. And her anxiety's gone away and her bloating's down. Had she gone to someone who was an intuitive, intuitive eating practitioner, she would still feel like crap. Yeah. So it's a really advanced practice and, you know, I don't recommend it to everyone. Yeah. Unfortunately. And but. I think, like, what we're going to get into in a minute here is, like, talking about actual first steps you should be taking you can actually figure those out when you're working with someone yes um which why don't we just go there now I was I was I had a question written down for you which was how do we read through the bullshit so someone sees on Instagram that they need to do keto someone sees on Instagram that they need to do intuitive eating and that's the best way and then another person sees that they need to take this multivitamin whatever I mean I think we told the story before but the reason that I even began working with you is because I had like self-help Google style, like what supplements do I need? I think I have SIBO. I love that. Yeah. And I was like taking garlic and oregano. Which actually were the, they're great, but like probably not the right amount, probably terrible quality. Yeah. And you reached out and we're like, wait, what do you think you have? Let's work together. And so we did, um, a stool test, like a poop test for those of you who don't know. Um, and then eventually we did a urine test and we got a ton of info. So talk to us about, um, for someone out there who is either craving bad stuff feeling crappy, bloated. I mean, it's like, what can you do for them and how does it work? Yeah. So what are the most common tests even coming up too? Yeah. So the stool test is really looking at gut health, which is a big specialty of mine. Um, It's going to look at your good bacteria, your bad bacteria, how you're breaking down food. Are you absorbing food? Um, Parasites, worms, an immune reaction to gluten, immune system. So it looks at all of those different things. And there are tests that are coming out that are public facing that, you know, you can just buy off the internet. Really? Yeah. Do, and are these ones that you would support? No. Okay. Because, <laughs> no. Because, I mean, some of them have good research behind them, mm-hmm. but they're upselling them, so they're expensive mm-hmm. and maybe they don't need to be. Um, and then they're kind of like... Blanket term. Like, if you have X amount of a range of this bacteria, take this supplement. And you're right. Like, but maybe not because you don't know what their lifestyle looks like. Or- you're, yeah, like spot on. Okay. Because what those tests aren't doing is you don't have someone that's just thinking about you. Mm. You have someone that's saying, hey, you have this symptom. Here's this natural supplement yeah. or something like that. It's still, it's using Western medicine, which is conventional medicine. Here's a pill for every ill. And it's not thinking about the whole picture and 
you know, your lifestyle or your allergies or yeah. 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 So, um, I use a practitioner only company so you can only do the stool test with a practitioner. All the testing I use, you really can only do with a practitioner. And then we come up with a plan from there. So I love the stool test because it really looks at a lot of gut health. Mm. The urine test and blood testing I can do is looking at a lot of nutrients, which I've been running on almost every client lately. Mm. And I just love it because you get not only like what supplements are good for many different things. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, B vitamins are good for energy, Mm -hmm. but there's good for so many other things. Yeah. Um, magnesium is good for bowel movements. It's good for muscles. It's good for mental health. It's good for so many things, but what are your levels? So, um, yeah, I love the blood testing and you can also look at, um, like fatty acid levels. Mm. So for example, I had these clients who are raising their own meat and, you know, we think of conventionally, like, we shouldn't be eating a ton of meat, right? Yeah. Which you and I both don't agree with in, in some senses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But they were eating really well-raised meat, and their levels of fat, of good fat, were higher than someone who wasn't eating meat at all. So we think, like, what, you know, what's out there in the media, and then bridging that with, like, what's actually going on in your body. Yeah. So it gives us a really personalized approach. And these tests aren't necessarily extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. I think when people think about personalized nutrition, they think we're talking about a ton of money here. Yeah. Um, So it's, you know, 100 to 300 bucks per test, but it's worth every penny. Like how much do we pay to go out to dinner in Boston? Yeah, and feel sick afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you are allergic to things. Yeah, exactly. So it, it really gets into like the what you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I hope 2020 is going to be about for a lot of people. Like being very introspective and figuring out what we individually need. And I think that that's important too because for some people it might be slowing down. It might be taking the month of January off from the gym or off from the high intensity class. For someone else it might be adding it or whatever. Yeah. Um, One thing that just came up for me is, I mean, we're – two basically two, almost two and a half years out from like when I first did the first test with you uh-huh. and I you know I've been I've realized how supportive you how supported you can feel through the right supplementation and how much yeah. of an impact it can have on your life and I had this huge suspicion when my gut health was the worst because I was getting like yeast infections and things like that I just remember having this gut feeling like if I wanted to get pregnant tomorrow, I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Like, I could just tell, like, my gut health is, is off. Like, I'm bloated. I'm not mentally okay. All these things. And now, layer by layer by layer, I feel much better. And recently, I got my IUD out. Oh, and yes. so I am, like, off of hormones. I'm feeling great. Everything's going so well. Um, but what do you... Um, is this something that comes up for you with clients, women who are thinking about wanting to get pregnant? Are there any priorities that are different for them that they need Definitely. to be thinking about? Yeah, yeah. It's actually one of my favorite groups of people because... Oh, they take it seriously. They take it so seriously because they're thinking about... <laughs> they have an end goal. They have an end goal, which yeah. is having a child, which for a lot, a lot of people is like the you know yeah. holy grail yeah. and so I love working with moms who are thinking about getting pregnant I think the best time to start working with a dietitian or um, functional dietitian is a year to six months out and so what we can be doing is thinking about like not only what does the baby need when you're growing the baby but what does your body need to 
look and feel like before you grow that baby. Mm. So what I really think about is nutrient status, uh, mm. B vitamins, magnesium, oh my gosh, fatty acid levels, omega-3s, things like that. But also like thinking about what your body has and what uh, we don't want it to have. Ooh. Things like mercury and heavy metals. So... We brought yeah. that up before, um, and I mean, we just as friends have talked about it, but I think we've mentioned it briefly on the podcast, but where are you seeing um, mercury, mercury levels come up for people yeah. um, most commonly that they could just be mindful of right now? Yeah, I mean, swordfish is like the worst offender, and I don't know why it's touted as kind of like a healthy food. There'll be I have clients that come in and they're like, oh, and then I had swordfish. And I'm saying, oh my gosh, yeah. I not have that like yeah. ever. So okay. swordfish is big, tuna is big, you know, like canned tuna. That. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do like safe catch or um, there's another brand, Wild Planet, I think. And oh, you brought it up to me with my fish oil supplement. Yes. I had a cl- yeah, I don't remember what brand you were taking, but like, I ended up checking my bottle. It was from um, uh, Cambridge Naturals. Yeah. And they did have like a little asterisk on the back that was like, this has been tested or whatever you told me to look for. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I had clients that were getting it from Costco and like love Costco for everything else besides supplements. Yeah. Um, So like because I'm a buyer of supplements, I really look in depth into every brand. Um, And there are good brands out there and then there are okay brands and they're crappy. Same with CBD. You know, like that's a huge thing. And, um... I buy a lot of CBD companies, and I'm really strict on what's in them and what's not, mm-hmm. which we don't know a lot about. So, Yeah, what is your take on it now? I mean, we talked about it last May. I had told you, so we started working together in, uh, let's call it August 2017, and I discovered CBD, which is now, funny enough, the brand that you buy, Yeah, uh, but I discovered that through a sample at a store. And I was a little nervous to take it because I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't smoke weed. I don't like, I, I mean, not that it's weed, but I was just nervous. That night I slept the best I'd slept in months. And the next day I felt the, the only way to put it is like homeostasis. Like I ate breakfast yeah. and then I wasn't hungry again until lunch. And my problem had been just like chronic hunger, never satiated. Um, and obviously it turns out like, I mean, it, I think it's still a good good company. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I really like good. it. Um, so what has come up for you with that, um, in that space specifically with CBD and or clients and or media or whatever in the last six months that you think is important? Um, well, I think each, each company has a different, like, strain that they're using. So, like, a completely different plant. Why I think CBD has been so amazing for the wellness industry is that it's bringing people... It's a gateway drug, kind of. It's a gateway herb. And what that's what one of a very famous herbalist told me in September. He's like, we should love CBD. Not because it is the wonder plant, but because it is a gateway to this whole natural health. Yeah. So I love what it's done for the wellness industry. I think it'll keep growing and I think it's pretty amazing. Um, what we don't know about CBD is everyone's dose. So that's a tough thing yeah. is I can't tell you take 20 milligrams or take two because I don't know. Yeah. So it goes back to the personalization of it. Gotcha. And, um, and also just having someone to observe or talk to about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in our wellness store, almost every single person has been in the wellness space or been educated for at least a decade on this stuff. Mm. So they 
know know their stuff. Yeah. Um, so making sure you're going to a really reputable source that's like recommending the right thing for you or you're going to a practitioner. Um, yeah. So I, I do love CBD. It's, it's just tough. I don't think it's the perfect thing for everyone. Yeah. yeah. I kind of, yeah, I, I feel sometimes like, and I don't know if it's a rhodiola and I, or if it's ashwagandha, but one of the two or supplements have a combination. I yeah. cannot take much of because it makes me feel kind of funny. Yeah. Whereas like CBD, I feel pretty good on, but I noticed I kept wanting to like up my dose. Yeah. So I made myself a limit of like 40 to 50 milligrams. I'll take it at, I'll like start at 10, whatever, work my way up and hold it there for a couple weeks and then take a few days or a week off. Yeah. Because I just felt like, I don't want to add more than that, but like I wasn't yeah. feeling the same effect yeah. when I stayed at 10 or 20, Yeah. but 40 seems to always be like really good. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. And then the company Beam yep. sent me a supplement and it had theanine in it, which I had taken before. So I knew that, that relaxing feeling. Um, but I think it was theanine and um, melatonin and CBD. And I think the CBD was only like 10 milligrams. Yeah. But I took the nighttime tea and I was like, whoa, I feel great. Yeah. I feel so relaxed. Um, so I think it's just interesting too. So about which they'll probably research and find this out later, but like, um, why different strains give you, um, why it may, I don't know, make you feel weight. Yeah. So they're, they're starting to do that already. They're, um, doing what's called terpene profiling. Okay. And so terpenes are the health beneficial things in the CBD in a plant. I mean, mm-hmm. not just CBD. Yeah. It's like, think about ashwagandha or rhodiola. They have yeah. terpenes too. So, um, like, limonene is a really big one, and mm. it's really big for anti-inflammation um, and kind yeah. of pain. Um, and then there are more, like, higher CBN, which is a different cannabinoid, which maybe that bean product had more of that. We have products oh, that wow. have more CBN in them, which are kind of making you more sleepy. Interesting. Um, so each each company, and I've played with so many because I'm because I'm, I'm a buyer, yeah. so I I try them, and each, you know I have my favorite, but that might not be your favorite. Yeah. So each company is really different. And that's got to make it even harder to research. It is. It it is. But it, it's so cool for me again to be like, how does it make you feel? And people that are taking CBD might not have ever asked their body how it feels. Mm. Like they're like, I know my body's in pain. So when I try to talk to them about, okay, start at two milligrams, see how you feel, and they feel no difference, or they keep going up and up and say, this this didn't work, that might be the first time in their lives that they're listening to their body. Yeah. So. That's interesting. It makes it cool, too. Yeah. So what do you think, I mean, we all have seen and heard and at least seen a store or sign that says CBD and like, you know, it's on Instagram, whatever. What do you think are the biggest coming um, or staying wellness trends for this year i mean what's coming up for me is a lot less supplement because i just keep hearing about like whether it's sound baths or yeah breath work or i mean cbds i feel like here to stay what what is it for you what is it for your the company you work for that you guys are What's looking forward to, to? Yeah. yeah um i mean i hope personalized nutrition keeps and keeps on growing yeah. so instead of like this one size fits all approach instead mm-hmm. of like these trends that we keep focusing on the person more than just these diet trends Mm -hmm. so i'm hoping that keeps growing we're actually working with at our store which is johnson compounding and wellness i don't even think we've said the name sorry yeah (laughs) um more maltham and i will put a link in the notes 
Perfect. Um, is we're working with a medical intuitive. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, yeah. That's um, cool. It's really, really cool. And like coming from conventional medicine and conventional nutrition, yeah. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, tell but, us more. <laughs> yeah, she sat down and like, so I, I came to gut health and what I do because I've had a lot of gut things and I still not like completely um, don't have anything, but sometimes there's this like pain on my side and I feel like food isn't moving through my system and this just happens I don't know, every couple weeks. So she was like, what pointed to that part on my body? And she's like, what's that? What does that hurt sometimes? Do you rub it? And we just sat with each other for like a couple minutes. So it was pretty like witchy crafty, but um, it was really cool. So we're going to be working with her. She's helped a lot of, we have a naturopath too. She's helped a lot of his clients kind of because we do so much testing and because we do so much investigation to why with, what, what's going on like Gary our naturopath does a lot with ge- genetics so we try to piece together the nutrition the nutrient side the gut health the hormones mm. with genetics and sometimes we have five different tests that we're trying to work on it's a lot yeah so what she can do is kind of help navigate and say hey I think you should focus on this wow and whether what's going on she doesn't know how, how or why she can mm-hmm. do it but um we've gotten really good results so far so we're going to start working with her on that wow that's so cool it's yeah. almost like a medium yes which i'm meeting with after this podcast oh for right. another podcast which is funny but it seems like if they have that power and they can intuitively feel that this is the way to go that it's just an extra set of eyes, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And something we've been doing for a long time that I think it's continuing to get more processed at acupuncture. Yes, I was just going to... So I had a weird thing in my hip. And yeah. I, it was on the left side, and I just kept feeling like... Almost like I had this vision in my head of my intestine. Like, you know what a hose yeah. gets twisted? Yes. That's what it was like for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if this is muscular from deadlifting or um, I'm not breathing because I'm stressed. I don't know. But I kept having the acupuncturist pinpoint it. Yeah. Um, and I had had like that, what we thought might be like oxalate pain through the intestine mm-hmm. at one point. Still on the left. Everything was on the left. And I think it was like probably just after a month of acupuncture treatments, it went away. Yeah. It hasn't come back, but, and I, who knows if they're similar or different, but um, it's just weird how you can really, really hone in when you're aware of your own body. Yes. You can really start to pinpoint like what's yeah. off or whatever. Yeah. I think whatever like sounds cool to you, try it. You Ooh, know, yeah. like, so if like sound baths sound cool or yeah. like whatever it is mm-hmm. or aromatherapy, I think is still. That is. Huge. I, yeah. Yeah. So like whatever sounds cool, try it. Yeah. And like see if it works for you. And like blue light blocking. I've yeah. been hearing a lot about that. Yes. One thing I, I mean, I think the two biggest things that I noticed being from Indiana um, and then having now an escape in New Hampshire is that sound and light do affect me deeply. Yeah. Like I got a night mask because my apartment was not getting dark enough. Um, just walking through the city, it's really loud. Yeah. So I think having a way to balance sound and light for me are are definitely things I'm going to work on. Yeah. I know. We'll see. Again, you're thinking about what you need. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. And not, not listening to what your friends are doing. Like, don't get me wrong. You're, I mean, you're my friend, also my practitioner, but if you were just my friend, I'm like, hey, go to my acupuncturist. Like, yeah, I found my acupuncturist because of you. Right. I found, um, like, 
uh, skincare people through friends. So I, I get why you want to go to someone reputable. Like if yeah. your antenna is up for like, I need a facial person or I need an acupuncturist. If your friend suggested it, it's always good. But I don't think we need to like do what other people are doing on. Yeah. Which kind of brings us to this new year, right? Like making goals. And I was yeah. telling Garrett before we started recording this, yeah. like that I always made my goal to run a half marathon. Yeah. And I don't love running. I love sprinting. Yeah. You can't do that in a half marathon. No, you, will, you will not make it to the end. So this past, like 2019 was the last time I made that yeah. a goal. And so when you're making these like wellness goals or just goals in general, just thinking about what you really need, like mm-hmm. maybe you don't need to lose five pounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe you need... If you're blo- like my thing was I I, would, I was like if I'm bloated every day there's no way I can work on losing weight right yeah 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 which is so common like people come to see me to lose weight and we kind of investigate and it's either gut health or like seeing a lot of hormonal imbalances going back to like the fertility piece mm-hmm. of like you know what's going on there there's so many things in our environment that are disrupt our hormones and that you know balance so. Mm-hmm. There's so many things. Yeah, like we can't say that, you know, someone who walks to work every day, like that the toxins they're exposed to are what's causing their bloat, but like it might be. Yeah. Like everyone listening could have something that's unique from everyone else. Like everyone, I mean, that is the truth. It's like everyone has, everyone's totally different. So it is really hard. And I really respect the way you're even kind of navigating some of my questions because you really can't give advice across the board. No. Like we talked about probiotics last episode like you can't just like take a probiotic right and you can't just take cbd and you can't can't just just, go on one different fitness regimen or you can't just eat vegetables all the time because that might make you feel like crap if you're bloated yeah Yeah. so it's yeah it that's why it's tough when i you know like do podcasts or i write articles i'm trying to think about what i actually feel like helps people and it goes back to the personalization yeah and tuning in yes if I hadn't even tuned into like, okay, why am I bloated? What am I doing? I mean, I took it a step further by trying to like self-diagnose. Yeah. Um, but you have to listen to that and not brush it under the rug, yeah. which I would argue I had done until the anxiety piece came up. But even after working with you, just knowing that that's connected right. gave me such peace of mind because we identified there's an issue in my stomach with the stool test. And then we identified that that can cause the anxiety. And then just the knowing gave me such peace of mind that like, okay, I can work with Bridget to fix Do this. X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, so, oh, go ahead. Yeah. When I have someone like, I, I love, like I said, I love that clientele of like new or wanting to be moms. Yeah. And then also like pe- women in their twenties, like even from the last podcast, I got so many clients that it's exciting to see young people taking such good care of their health, whereas mm-hmm. I don't think that was the case, no. you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. So that it's pretty cool to see that. And then, like, someone light up when we talk about, like, how things are connected. And they're like, you know, I have a lot of people that cry in my office because they're yeah. like, I think, I thought I was crazy. Yes. I was, yeah, I thought I was going crazy. Yeah. And you don't have to feel like that, so. And I think that's, like, the biggest thing going into 2020 is that we are way too advanced now to not really get answers right and that you can I think that's the hope is like whatever your issue is you can figure out a way to tackle it with a practitioner yeah and so I I mean I really hope that that's a thing I mean 
I know so many people that have worked with you since our podcast and since me just writing about it. And um, it feels like more and more common. Um, Would you say that there are any... um, I, any, um, you mentioned a really good snack earlier, but any lunches or dinners or, um, that people could consume yep. that you think are just healthy suggestions that you're making right now. Okay. Um, just because, I mean, I, like I, we said this whole episode, there's no one size fits all, but just sometimes I think having yeah. takeaways can give people, it can trigger them like, oh, she made a meat sauce, so I'm going to make it, th- whatever. Um, or something yeah. you're consuming for your mind. What can we consume in Um, 2020? Yeah. So, well, I'm really big on soups for breakfast right now. What? Yeah. I love that. Right? Um, I just love soup because, one, it's really digestible. And, like, typically I do, like, a smoothie for breakfast. Mm -hmm. So I'm loving soups for breakfast. Because it's cold, yeah. Yeah, and because it's cold. Exactly. Um, Perfect. And, like, just I've been loving to playing with, like, herbs Ooh. And herbs and spices. So in I feel like there's a lot of um, a hormonal. Um, they they really support hormones. I oh like, yeah, yeah. I mean, herbs and spices are probably some of the most forgotten, like yeah, like nutrients ever. Yeah, or, um, they're just full of things. And what I try to think about too is like say something's not warm. Like say someone wants a smoothie in the winter. You can add things to that smoothie to actually warm up your digestive tracts. Things mm-hmm. like ginger or turmeric, or clove, or cinnamon. Those are really warming spices. Mm. So I add those a lot to, like, my butternut squash soup. Mm. Um, So I love soup for breakfast. I'm really big on, like, continuing ed. I've been in school for the past 10 years, and I just finished another certification. So right now I'm reading um, Consuming for My Mind, this uh, book called Finally Focused. That I have oh. right here. I have nice. spilled smoothie on it nicely. <laughs> and my well. books always look really bad by the time they're done. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was a smoothie yesterday. <laughs> um, so it's by a psychiatrist who's local. He actually is in Waltham, but he works with uh, the supplement company that I really love, Pure Encapsulation. Oh, yeah. And he formulates products for them. So this book is about ADD, ADHD, which I think can be from too much go, go, go. But I think there's also nutrient deficiencies there too. So that's, I'm continuing to learn. And then I'm also starting a new uh, meditation for myself. Going back to the Calm app, which I love and, you know, love and hate so much. Um, So trying to work on that um, for 2022. Amazing. And what do you hope for the industry and the space in the long term? Not like just 2020, but... I hope everyone has their guru. I hope everyone, mm. like, feels empowered. And I I don't think you necessarily have to have a practitioner to have a sense of empowerment, like, of taking a day off from the gym or going to the gym mm-hmm. or meal prepping. Um, yeah, I think... It's it's helpful for most people. I'd say ninety five percent of people, yeah, would really benefit from seeing someone and just to get on like that baseline regimen of like yeah. okay, these are things I need to do for myself. Um, so I think that keeps getting bigger. What I hope is eliminated from this industry is <laughs> I thought about this earlier in the podcast was this concept of like cheat meal or cheat day. Ugh, yeah. So I hope and it's starting to go away, but I hope. 
it completely goes away. Yeah. Because, like, what are you cheating? Yeah, yeah. You're not cheating yourself. You're not cheating. Yeah. What are you cheating on? You're just doing something to make you feel bad. Yourself feel bad. Yeah, and then you feel guilty for it. So I hope that goes away. Um, I like that, too. We should all be done with cheat days. I mean, I've said that from with my nutrition clients, too, from, like, day one. It's just, like, there's no point. Um, the one thing I think is interesting is like therapy is so common now. Like, yeah. and I love that. I love that everyone is talking about going to therapy or they want to go or they have a therapist and there's, um, ways like, I mean, like you were saying how uh, gut health tests might become more mainstream for, you know, buying over the counter or whatever. There's, you know, apps and websites where yeah. you can do therapy. The thing that I think is interesting is like when I was growing up, I remember eating for the most part, like three square meals a day. Yeah. And it's just like you ate and then you went on with your life. And then you ate and you went on with your life. And I don't remember, it could have just been that people don't talk about it. I don't remember anyone sitting around talking about how much pain they were in or how much food affected them. And I don't know if it's just Boston or my wellness like type community, but I feel yeah. like there's not a single person I know who doesn't eat something and then feel maybe funny or have a thought about how they're feeling. Yeah. And so I hope that in the future we are in tune enough and do have those gurus and practitioners to help us so that we can get back to that place of like fuel food fueling you and keeping you healthy and then just being a thing you get to enjoy and not like I right I feel like right now we're in like enjoy and feel like crap. Yeah. Or guilt. Yeah. Or like eat this really boring bland thing but like maybe not get bloated. I don't know. I know, I know. Yeah. I know. I, I hope I hope that changes too. I think too, like all of us in the wellness industry and space, all like it's all should be a lot about supporting each other too. Ooh, yeah. You know, and support whether it's our clients or supporting other practitioners. Like we're all just trying to live in a healthier space and just help people. Yes. So I think that's huge too. And I think, you know, there's so much room mm-hmm. for everyone. There really is. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if there are other entrepreneurs out there, you can do it too. We can, yeah. all, we can all have a, a yeah. piece of the pie and help as many people as we can because that's both of our goals at the end of the day is, you yeah. know, I know with your like new endeavors, you're even expanding into a different space and the end goal is really just to help more people. Yeah, and I think we've always been able to do that with each other even just like, I'm like, I can't help this person lose fat today because they need your expertise in right. gut health and now like, what what made me want to do the new endeavor was mainly because when I was at my lowest low, I felt like, you know, what whether it's a chicken or the egg, I don't know, but I wasn't feeling as fulfilled and focused in my career. My mindset wasn't strong. I didn't feel aligned in life yeah. with what I was doing for work. And so I was like, well, wow, I really want to be able to do that for people who are either done working with you or kind of want to do it in tandem where they're working on the mindset piece yeah. that goes along with the healing. And I mean, it's, it's all so intertwined and um, you're right. We can all kind of, it's like, it takes a village. <laughs> it does take a village. It does. Yeah. A lot of my clients will be like, well, I'm going to see my acupuncturist tomorrow. And then I'm yeah. seeing my therapist. And, yeah. and like that also too, like as young professionals can feel overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think when you find something that's going to work for you or you know where you need to focus, mm-hmm. like don't feel like you have to do everything. Ooh, really good point. Cause I don't want people to end on this thinking that they need like, that they need all of us. Yeah, they, we don't need them all but like having different seasons of life exactly yeah and like trying something seeing what works for you and if you do have the time like winter is some time in boston where like we're not outside much yeah you know that 
we're more inside. Maybe we have more time Mm -hmm. to work on healing, to work on ourselves and, you know, listen to a bunch of cool podcasts and make some really good goals. Yes. Back to the goals. Back to the goals. I am all about it. Um, are you taking on clients? Can they find you anywhere? Yeah. So, um, I am taking on clients right now. Um, and that kind of changes month to month, but right now I am. Um, I actually have another amazing dietitian in my office um, Tamara. So she's taking on clients too. She awesome. does the same work that I do. Um, and yeah, so she's taking on clients. She has a lot more availability than I do. Okay. Um, right now. And let's see what else. Yeah. I'm, we, I do in store or, um, at my office in Waltham. I also do virtual in my office. I can take insurance, which is helpful for oh, a lot yeah. of people. Um, and then the testing is sometimes out of pocket, but the insurance will cover some of it. Yeah. Um, I usually see people anywhere from six months to a couple years. Um, so usually like five or six follow-ups and I think that that's a really important thing to know too. Yeah. Cause also it doesn't put a lot of stress on being like, okay, session one, I'm going to figure everything out. Like, yeah. 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 And I think even like new practitioners try to still do that. And you know, I'm still learning every single day from my clients and Mm -hmm. from my work um but you can't do everything at once and the gut is one of the most frustrating organs to work on because it is not going to change in a month no i learned that (laughs) yeah but then you can look back yeah and i think it's so cool to be able to look back and you know you're how many years into your wellness you know um journey and you can look back and see how much better you've gotten in each area yeah that's the great like I mean the, the one that you know it's probably a podcast from their time but the allergies are yeah are better which is wild like the fact that I'm sitting in your apartment with a dog nearby and I yeah. sneezed once right in a green retriever I'm like I'm like pinching myself because that is I used to be able to walk into a house not even see the dog and just be like <gasps> Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of progress to be made in ways that you might not even expect. And yeah. also Instagram handle for people. I'll um, write it in the notes, but. Bridget's underscore table. Okay. So I made that just because it's not all about food. It's kind of like that whole thing. Like what else is at your table? Yeah. So. I love it. And we're hoping to hear more from Bridget uh, in 2020. Yes. Any questions that come up from you guys, send them. Yeah. We could do an episode just on questions, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And I'd love to, like, whatever people want to focus on, we could have, you know, a specific focus. So, really, it's all about, you know, what your listeners want and want to learn more about. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for being here. And you guys go follow at uh, Bridget's underscore table and check out the links in the show notes so that you can find her and connect with her. And we will be seeing more of you in 2020. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Bye.